Welcome back to another episode of Drinking and Thinking. Today we're enjoying the love and murder cocktail and then talking about Christianity and the LGBTQ plus community. So uh, you're going to need something cold. Grab something. Stick around. Cheers, love Cheers. and murder. Cheers. I'm not going. Uh, I don't want to spill okay. too far. We've got the uh, the NA versions. Kevin and I, Chris, you got the real one. Which I actually tried the NA version before mm. we jumped on here. Love and murder. Oh, this is a uh, a little different than the NA version. Both were good for different reasons. Okay, the NA version is quite sweet. This um, is too. There's, I mean, I, well, yeah, you have the same one. Okay, because <laughs> I noticed right away it's very sweet. Very sweet. Now, here's here's before we get to the rating. Uh, your cocktail yeah. is made with green chartreuse, which is in almost impossible to find nowadays. This is an old bottle that we had from from previously, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but from what I've heard, I discovered this cocktail on a different channel. Educated Barfly, I think is what it's called. So shout out to them for kind of introducing us to this. This is supposed to kind of be the star of the show as a very vegetal <laughs> spirit. Let's just say it's got a, a unique flavor mm-hmm. that you would not see or, or, or you would not um, get from any other cocktail out there. It's very unique in flavor. And hold on. I should have come more prepared. I came with one. You guys talk amongst yourself about what you think of the cocktail. Really? Sounds great. Oh, yeah. Because uh, first impression yep. is really, really sweet. Second impression yeah. is it's really, really good. But then the very end, it really crashes to a bitter. That's the orange. Uh, um, That's the Well, it's Liar's Italian orange. It's a Italian Campari orange. alternative. Italian orange, yeah. And Campari is a bitter orange. Mm-hmm. Liqueur. And I don't taste that till the very end. Mm-hmm. So that- chartreuse is the one that you would use if you're making an alcoholic version. And this, it's called Seed Lip Garden 108, uh, is not a direct comparison. No. It's just the closest thing mm-hmm. we could possibly find, which mm-hmm. is, and I think this is where, are you getting any of that kind of green earthy vegetable flavor in yours i'm not picking it up me either and i think that's because yeah this is not this right this though has a different flavor because again i tried it right before we got on this is pretty good i would say for an na beverage Mm -hmm. very very good yeah it definitely Uh, works yeah yeah but the chartreuse definitely different distinct different yeah you're not going to get the same thing something sound really weird it almost smells like it has that but doesn't taste like it. Okay, smell this. Just take a whiff of that and see if you catch some of that in the drink. That's what it smells like. Yeah, but it do, but the flavor doesn't cut through. No, I don't. I, I wonder, don't taste it. So I wonder if we make. Maybe we should adjust the NA version to have more of bit. this, to be able to stand up to the yep. cocktail a little bit more because it just doesn't. Anyway, that's a lot of detail yeah, about. But it's the very cocktail. interesting story with the chartreuse. Yeah, um, and, and not being able to get it right now, which I thought was was, was pretty cool. But um, yeah, yeah, made by monks who are not going to keep up with the demand. They're going to keep dedicating more of their time to prayer and solitude. Good. Kind of crazy, huh? Good. They could make 
millions of dollars, and they said, nope, we want to resist that. We want to keep our lives focused on what we're about. They That's amazing. They on the news. I think they are. They are on the news <laughs> oh. because you can't get chartreuse. That is amazing. Everybody should know about them. <laughs> Did they? I don't know. I've never heard that. There is. Uh, you're not. You, you'd have to be in that news li- loop, though. But here's some anybody that's really big into cocktails and liqueurs, you you probably know this. But this is made. It's like a, it's like a recipe from the 1600s. It's made by monks in France, and there's only two monks at a time who know the recipe. And they're it not is, selling the recipe. And they're not selling it. You can't get it anywhere else. It's like 130 or so different ingredients that go into this. And so why should we even like put it on the board? We can't ever have it again. Maybe well, someone has chartreuse. Yeah, the demand's very high right now. It may come down again in the future, and maybe it'll come back to this. You or know you're like us, and we have an old bottle laying around. There <laughs> are some things that are a close alternative. There's a couple other green liqueurs that are a little bit. It's just nothing's the same. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we always rate cocktails. Mm-hmm. One to ten. Zero to ten. Five being your average run-of-the-mill cocktail. So, I usually start. Yep. And I want to before I say my number, I will say it's the most unique flavor we've ever done last year, or this okay. the most unique flavor I've ever had with you guys. It's just like really different. Yeah. Yeah. And I like it. Oh. And I would say okay. it's above average. Okay. I don't know if it's the best I'll ever taste, but uh, I would put this at like a 7.8. Very solid. That's a pretty high score. It's yeah. very good. 7.8. You never said, have you ever had one of these before? Oh, never. <laughs> None of us. I have never seen this before. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's become the yeah. running thing. Mm. Let, me, let me blow your mind. Not only have you ever heard of it, but never had <laughs> never it. Had it. Very oh. distinct flavor above anything we've had. Yeah, I would agree. There's, mm-hmm. there's, um, um, so my turn, uh, to rate this is right up my alley in terms of mixed cocktails. As many of the people who listen, you guys know, I'm a big fan of just straight bourbon, a scotch, something like that's <laughs> my favorite. But when it comes to mixed cocktails, this is right up my alley where it's that perfect blend of, of a little bit of bitter in the mix with a little bit of sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, similar in, and actually, when we were looking at the recipe, uh, I had never seen one of these before, never heard of it, but it reminded me of a paper plane, which I think mm-hmm. we made last year too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually looks similar in, in some ways, and it mm-hmm. drinks similar to me as well, yeah. which is one of my favorite cocktails to make because it blends all those things together in yeah. a really balanced way. Yeah. Um, for me, this is a solid eight. Wow. Okay. That's some high scores. Mm hmm. Okay, but it tastes amazing. It tastes sure. very good. When you mentioned paper plane earlier off, it never crossed my mind. And now it's like, oh, yeah, but instead of the bourbon element Correct. or the N.A., yep. it's got that vegetal. And it's got, um, I would say it's got a little bit more sweetness to it than the paper plane, at least to me. Yeah. Not in a bad way at all. Just it does separate a little bit. There is, in for both of you, there's lime in this, yeah. but I feel like that's the element I get the least of. And I wonder for me if it's a chartreuse that's coming through is almost like a sweeter note then because there's something that's a little sweet because I don't feel like it's lime. 
but there's also we got simple syrup in there too. Yeah. So yeah, okay. it's good though. You guys have talked before, you know, about sweet and sour, and I've never tasted it like in here. You're getting them all. Yeah. Oh, great. Just really, and that sour comes in at the end, mm-hmm. but it goes down with that sweet and that flavor. Yeah. It, like it's very unique. Okay. So you gave it a seven point eight. You gave it an eight. Good, yeah. I am gonna give it a seven. Hmm. You're just worried about so. your gin and tonic. <laughs> <laughs> I can't possibly. So right away three. That makes this a seven point six. Whoa. It is so oh. I did not do the math in my head before. I beforehand. don't know about that. <laughs> that's a that's a point oh seven above just because it's easy to make. <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly why. But. This is also not that hard to make. It's just the ingredients oh. are hard to get. It's pour three things and then you mix. Okay. It is easier so, to make the gin and tonic. We've, done, we've been doing this for a little bit. I don't know if anybody would be able to see that. <laughs> that's crooked. Can you guys see that? I don't know what I'm going to. Bent. Oh, great. That's awesome. Now I'm going to step yeah. on it later. Keep your shoes on. Okay. Wow, that is really good. Yeah, I like it. A 7.6 Love and Murder. If you can get your hands on green chartreuse, we clearly suggest making this. Give it a try. If you can't, find some alternatives. I mean, you can look up online, you know, green chartreuse alternatives. Otherwise, would you say, so you had the NA version as well. You're the one who's tasted both. Would you suggest people... Yeah, make that one like use seed lip if you can't get chartreuse. I think it's great. It's it's a different cocktail, but I think it's got similar notes to it. I would say it's not a. Uh, it, it, you would not be disappointed if you made the cocktail we made earlier in NA form. I think. I think the it's one great. we're drinking. Yeah. 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 What the heck? Is this your first time using? It's my a first time <laughs> using uh, using this. Okay, so. Uh, just under gin and tonic, but definitely a cocktail worth making. Yeah. Um, if you want to know how to make the recipe for this cocktail, you can find that on our website, letsdrinkandthink.com. Otherwise, we will post a, a kind of video recipe on all the socials at Let's Drink Think. And uh, yeah, make it. Make it. It's definitely a good one. Very What's good. What's interesting about this list is this is a combination of us three averaging it out because my personal, this was a seven and this was a 7.8. So I look at that board and I think, no, that's wrong. <laughs> but, okay, I just got it. No, your okay. opinion is how mad Yeah, works. yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> this so was know. better than. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how averages work. So yep. they're both good. I will say I'm surprised with the Irish buck. That is so low. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's something that you it's and I you both guys enjoy. threw it off. Yeah, but you enjoy it more than. Um, Everyone else. I didn't say. like it. Yeah. It's yeah. You like, didn't like it at all. Yeah. It's kind of starting to uh, show a nice picture, though. Of where's like the popular cocktails? Yep. I'm curious after whatever X amount of episodes this season, maybe we'll continue for next season, too, is where people start going to this to be like, all right, I'm, we're having friends over, having a party, cocktail. Which is the top three that I should uh, use? And mm. we won't do that. <laughs> and you. never do Guinness. <laughs> no. If you ever get Guinness, just dump it straight out. Yeah, that's actually good advice. <laughs> I heard, I heard uh, this has good. nothing to do with drinking, but it's kind of along those lines of, I was talking to somebody yesterday about duck. Mm. And you're like, I, you know, and I love duck. I've had duck several times at restaurants. It's really good. It says wild duck is not the same. When you when you take Depends duck. what kind of duck, yeah. You want to. You want to, you know, get it ready, and then you want to put it on a nice hickory plank, 
and smoke it, you know, all day long, just kind of let all those flavors develop. And then when it's done, you take the duck and you throw it in the trash and eat the plank. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't see that coming. (laughs) So anyway, funny. I don't know what that had to do with. I have a duck story. Okay. Uh, My eyesight isn't the best and I still ride motorcycle. Yeah. And so my wife rides in the back and whenever we're riding it to, Hey, you have complete permission, even in the car. Tell me if you if I don't see nothing, I won't be offended. Tell me that. Oh, well, we're riding, and she says duck, and so I duck, and she goes, <laughs> she goes, no, no duck, and I'm duck way down here, and she goes, and she points, she hits amazing. my shoulder and points ahead of me, no duck. <laughs> okay, so we went around. You're, they just, were, you're riding. Yeah, they were actually geese, but she That's said hilarious. duck, and I ducked, and it was. I you, did you know what you what? said. Yeah. You know what's funny is when you started telling that story, for whatever reason, my brain starts firing like for the joke, and <laughs> and I was actually thinking the other way. <laughs> I, thought, I thought she said duck, and you saw a duck, and I'm like where? <laughs> and then just smacked your head on something. <laughs> that would have been better. Oh no, this is even better. Okay. This is awesome. Wow. <laughs> okay. Oh man. Love and murder. You should make it. Since the cocktails named love and murder. Uh, love is kind of a hot topic in our society and culture today mm-hmm. and defining love and people expressing love in all sorts of different ways. So if you're uh, if you're new to the channel, new to the podcast, we just talk about um, different life topics, but from a Christian perspective, where all Christians have been for a while. My name is Shaheen. My name is Kevin. I'm Chris. And... Uh, there is the uh, LGBTQ plus. I I apologize. I can't keep up with all the different things, but that's you know that sort of orientation and community today seems to be very much at odds with Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought we'd talk about like from a Christian perspective, how do we handle this? Mm-hmm. How do we treat people? What do we do with these sorts of behaviors? What would Jesus do in this sort of situation? Like, I feel pretty confident that the way the conversation and the dialogue is happening in our world right now between Christians and LGBTQ+, Mm -hmm. is not what Jesus would do. Agreed. Yeah, let me throw something out there. Uh, I mean, this is a huge topic. It is. Thanks for bringing it up. But... You know, we say Christianity. I, I would be interested in, because I, I don't know in general uh, how the LBGTQ uh, community thinks about Christianity. I'm assuming that they're opposed to Christianity because of how Christianity is pretty much opposed to them. At least that's the image we get. Yeah. But what about Islam? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, why, why is do, do the Muslims embrace the community more no. than Christians or less than Christians no, not at all. or okay so not at not all not at all so 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 we're no. not really saying against Christianity but Christianity is still the largest you know Christian or Christian religious group in America mm-hmm. but there are other growing religious groups in America that have been around the world for a long time uh, Eastern religions and you know even Buddhists so how does religions deal with this might be more accurate to say you can kind of almost put all religions on this side right and that on that side so i just wanted to clarify that before we we're christians we're coming from christian yeah. perspective but you can do that i don't think it's right to do that though no 
So I don't and actually, either. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I don't want to get into that in this mm-hmm. episode, but I think the reason Christianity gets singled out to me is evidence why I believe it's truth. Mm-hmm. Like why why aren't other LGBTQ people against Islam like they are against Christianity? Right. Yeah. To me anyway. It's the only reason I brought it up. Yeah. It was but, just Yeah. But anyway, I just I just think uh there are clear, I mean, let's not dance around the subject. There are very clear, strongly held theological mm-hmm. differences and values that we have between between us, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. But how do we navigate those and how do we treat each other and what should we do to each other, for each other, no matter which side you're coming from, I mm-hmm. think it's on both. Um, that that's kind of the thing that I thought maybe we'd talk about today because it just seems like from either direction it's horrible. Is that just how it has to be, or can it be different? Interesting. I mean, it's a great topic, and we could talk about this for days. Honestly, there's mm-hmm. so many nuances and different things. Maybe but, we'll do a part two episode. Yeah. But but really, uh, I think two clear things that just let's start with the the obvious ones. That uh, there's a reason why Christianity is against it because it is anti-God behavior and it's kind of your 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 behavior in the face of God different. However, I mean that being said and that being true, how do we respect and treat one another? It, the Christian way to respect and treat people is opposite of what the image right. of Christianity towards it. Christianity teaches not to hate anybody. Christianity teaches to respect everybody, not their beliefs, but every As person. Humans. And Christianity says to love everyone, mm-hmm. enemies, friends, whatever. So I would say, yes, it, the behavior is against the standards of Christianity, but Christianity is not acting like Christians. Right. Which is why I, I don't put any blame on, you know, and we're talking specifically about the LGBTQ plus community, but I wouldn't put any blame on them for having nothing or not wanting anything to do with Christianity mm-hmm. because they've mm-hmm. experienced that type mm-hmm. of um, mm-hmm. that that type of judgment, that type of, um, you know, yeah. Christian perspective that <laughs> might be slightly off. If somebody and, says, I mean, like that, that just, it. If people say, you know, that God hates you, and no matter what your behavior, any any situation, right. no, he doesn't, and that's wrong. Yeah. Okay, period. Let, let, mm-hmm. Stop there. No, he doesn't hate you. He doesn't hate anybody. God doesn't mm-hmm. hate anybody. Yeah. And actually, he loves everybody. It still doesn't mean he approves with some of my behaviors. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am a Christian, and I know that God doesn't approve with some of the things that I do. Yep. I'm not LGBTQ+, oh, no, and, and there is uh, plenty that yeah. is not... Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, good mm-hmm. in his sight. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You said something a while ago, and uh, it made gr- huge waves, and that is that you can be a Christian and live a lifestyle LGBT. LGBT yeah, homosexual lifestyle. Yeah, anything. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that'll be easier that. to say. Yeah. Uh, which I would agree with you. As a Christian, I would agree with you. And... Yeah. You that may, was on a different platform. Yes, but. totally. Just yeah. that you'd said it, and you'd come out like in public saying it. And I know that a lot of Christians don't agree with you. However, if that's the case, then they have to agree with sinless perfection, which I know is impossible ex- throughout, except for Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
Yeah. Very clear. Very, there's no such thing as sinless perfection. So now are we going to go down the road and say, well, your sin is unforgivable mm-hmm. and your sin is... Well, no, all sins are forgivable too. Mm-hmm. So let's. Th- th- those things are not the issue. Cri- the issue is this. Christians are not acting like Christians. That's the issue. Specifically the towards time, this group. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And towards others. Yeah. But if we're yeah. going to talk about the whole gay community and stuff, yeah, against that. However, I think Christians can be offended by the the gay community because I feel as a Christian, I don't get the same respect that they want. They're mm. not giving me. And I do feel like I, I feel tempted. What does tolerance really mean? Exactly. I feel tempted to put my hand in their face because I am willing as a Christian to tolerate you. You're unwilling as a gay person to tolerate me. That is my only, I mean, as a personal person, mm-hmm. that is my only place of contention mm-hmm. right there. It's not God hates you or loves me or God loves everybody and Jesus died for you like he died for me. Your sins are forgiven like my sins are forgiven. That's not the issue. And no, why does the gay community act this way? I can even understand because they've had sticks thrown at them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get that. I understand that. But is that a reason to throw sticks back? I don't know. My experience, uh, at least on a personal level, because I know what you're talking about too, because I always feel like I'm um, at times walking around with landmines thinking I'm going to say the wrong thing, do the wrong mm-hmm. thing. And even what we're just talking about here, the LGBTQ+, we're probably getting that wrong. Uh, probably. Right? And and frankly, I just ask for empathy for us because we're still learning. Like, we're mm-hmm. open. Like, send us something in the comments if we should be phrasing it differently. Like, mm-hmm. we're open. We're just, we don't know. Mm-hmm. But... I, I constantly feel like I'm walking around around landmines because I, I don't want to say the wrong thing, mm-hmm. do the right thing, right? But I wonder on the other side of that lens is they've had a lot of sticks thrown at them, stones thrown at them, specifically from our group that we would mm-hmm. be lumped in together with. Mm-hmm. And so I could kind of understand how they would be coming from a defensive position to start with. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, you know, I hope platforms like this and, and others that are doing some similar things would be able to bridge that a little bit where conversations could be had in a little bit more open way and, and open yeah. dialogue. Because I, I do think if we had somebody that would represent this community here, we'd have a lot more common ground than most would think. Mm-hmm. Right? I think we would... The potential, at least, is Potential. There. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, and I think just standard run of the bill. There's people who are wackos on both sides. <laughs> yeah. <But> just, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, if we're, like, seeking common uh, ground here, um, we may disagree on what's considered a sin and some other things, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think from our perspective, um, there's still love there. There's still, you know, a desire from a, just a human level to act like mm-hmm. Christians to them. And uh, I think they that oftentimes, at least in my experience, there's often going to be, hey, I want to have a conversation with you, but it's, it's going to eventually lead to a judgment, right? And so I, I feel like from that angle, I can understand why that would come from a defensive position at times. Mm-hmm. No excuse, but I can understand. Right. And same with the, from the Christian perspective, mm-hmm. there's no excuse for this behavior that Agreed. Christians take. There's no excuse for it. I understand why, because we feel very offended. Yeah. And, and we all know in our culture, the people that don't have a right to be offended are Christians. You know, yeah. I mean, we know that. We got to just be clear about that. Should be. You know, but yeah. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, how, how about this? 
the, the fact that we live in a, a free culture, a free society, that we don't dictate morality to each other. Uh, now, we're all going to agree on murder, theft, lying. We're, we're all going to agree on those things. I think those are Judeo-Christian principles that made our culture as good as it is. And we all still agree on those things, at least to the most part we do. Uh, but as far as living in a free society, and I have always thought this, and I still think this, that what it means is you have a complete 100% right to live the way you want to live, and I have a complete right to live the way I want to live. Uh-huh, yeah. You have a complete right to have your opinion and your voice. But in a free society, I also have a free right to my opinion mm-hmm. and my voice. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I feel today that the Christian message is probably the loudest mm-hmm. still, but it's changing. However, it seems like the other side, the gay community in this point, but there's other sides, wants to say, you have to shut up, and I'm the only one that gets to talk. You have to respect me and treat me with special privileges, but you, I don't, you don't have rights or privileges. Yeah. That's my contention with the whole community. It is not you, you live in your life. I will never agree with that. I will say it's a sin, but at the same time, but I sin. I, that's not the contention I have. Yeah, I know, I know what you're getting to. And, and uh, I'm just going to say this because I, I know this is often the other side of the argument. Mm-hmm. Often the other side of the argument is okay. Well, you had you know hundreds of years where you were on the other side. And you mm-hmm. and your opinion. I've, I've not lived I, for not you, years. not you, but okay. that that but, but opinion. But I keep. But it keeps being pointed to me. Correct. I am not that old, yes. and I haven't had that opinion, and I haven't done that. Correct. Let's keep that clear. Yep, That's I totally okay. agree. <laughs> so to you this time. No. <laughs> no, no, I'm just gonna sit here and do so, this. But oh, are they saying you're kind? You're kind. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're kind. Which has not nothing to do with me. Okay. No, no, no. You're kind. <laughs> Which is another 90 thing years we should ago. Let's not lump everybody into yes. categories. We wouldn't on the other side. No, no. but I, but that's the argument. But I would then make the argument, okay, great. So you also see that this is ridiculous on both ends of this. So why are we just trying to swing the pendulum so far mm, the other yeah. way? And I think you're, you're right, Kevin. I think not just this uh, topic, but it's this is my opinion now. I can be the loud voice in the room. You need to shut up. Yeah, Whoa. it doesn't matter. That's what not the good, topic no matter is. what angle right. it's and coming it's, from. That's not meeting anywhere. Yes. Yeah. Hey, guess what? You disagree with my beliefs and what I how I feel. I still love you. Okay, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have to agree with yours, but we don't have to tell each other to shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, meeting in the middle is very hard for mm. culturally for us nowadays. Um. I, I want to go back because we kind of just breezed over it on um, can people who are homosexuals, gay, all this sort of stuff, be Christian? Because I think this is a huge, unnecessary roadblock that Christians keep putting up. What I don't understand, because I know that it is, it, the clear answer is yes. But why is that so hard to comprehend? For Christians? Yes. I have no idea because to me it seems like I I don't believe any sin from God's perspective is any worse than another. Agreed. There are different results in life, you mm-hmm. know, all sorts of but what God sees is you are either right with him or you are not. Like right. sin is sin across the board. And so 
to pick out one and say, well, you can't do this sin right. and be a Christian. You can't be a homosexual and be a Christian flies in the face of what Jesus did for us. Agreed. Yes. Like either he paid for sin, all types, or he didn't. Right. If a homosexual practicing even, I'll even go out and say that, if a practicing homosexual can't be a Christian, then neither can a gluttonous person, neither can a prideful person, or a gossip, or, or a gossip. I mean, neither goes, can the somebody. List doesn't stop. It's yeah. it's utterly ridiculous to think. Which I, I mean, I I think there's a lot of um, people in the gay community who we have pushed further away I from totally God. Totally agree. Because we haven't explained this very well. But even from a Christian side of things, the audacity to say that sin Jesus didn't cover right. is maybe one of the most asinine things I've ever heard in my life. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, to say that they can't be a Christian, mm -hmm. if that is true, then neither can I. Right. And everybody right. throws in the face, well, you can't practice and you oh. have to be repentant and all these different words out there that you're nobody, changing the definition yeah, of that something nobody takes that, the time to think about no yeah yeah like wait, wait a minute so jesus gets you started yeah. but then you have to live perfectly afterwards anybody who thinks that is living in a different reality right there's nobody who lives perfectly you know nobody no on this other platform i remember somebody said well it's you know you you can't sin anymore i mean it's okay if you're a baby christian but not if you've been one for a while and like where, who made that up? Where's the line? Yeah. Like, wait, so you're saying you can be a homosexual for four days, but on day five, you better get your crap together. Exactly. Like, what? I, I do think there's a process I'm so frustrated. of growing, but it's not a prerequisite to being right with God. It's being right with God is made a, through Jesus. Right, yeah. yeah. Now, growing in our relationship with God is our responsibility, and yes. that produces change. Yep. But totally. who's going to say what area... We, we've said this a lot. There's 752,327,842 sins. Right. Come on, there's not 10. Are right. you sure? I thought it was 83. Yeah, I think we got to uh, check the numbers. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, the point being, we are sinful in our very thoughts and nature and motives, and, and Jesus came to pay the price for that so we right. can be right with God. Now, we grow at different levels, different, right? Do we grow? Don't we grow? Being saved is through Jesus, not mm -hmm. by works. Staying saved is through Jesus, not by works. But we expect people to grow. And most of the time, we do. Yep. I mean, mm -hmm. almost all, we do. But to think we've covered everything, I, I think the confusion comes. And I think from the Christian perspective and the gay community, this is where the contention starts. The gay community wouldn't call what they're doing a sin. Right. Mm-hmm. And the Christian community say, you can't be right with God without calling that a sin. And, and I think that's where the misconception yeah. yep, is. Sure. Because you can't be a Christian and justify your sin or, or say, this is godly. Right. This is okay. My lifestyle is not godly and is not okay, and that's why my trust is in Jesus. That's why I need Jesus. And that's why I need Jesus. <laughs> And I think, and maybe because the pushback from Christianity, that that the gay community has had to justify what they're doing. God loves everybody. It's okay. And it's that attempt has maybe ticked off Christians. Yeah. Because 
a gay person or any any other lifestyle can be a Christian, but not without admitting my lifestyle's against God. Mm. But most of them don't know that you can be right with God and not live completely godly lives. Do you think, uh, theological question here, do you think a gay person would need to admit, I know homosexuality is a sin, or just, I know I sin? And I know. maybe not even be convinced of that one yet. Yeah, well, when they read the Bible, they will be. It's pretty. It's it's really hard to. It's really hard to say that lying is not a sin. I mean, the Bible is pretty clear about sure. some of these things. I'm just asking from hard. a theological from a perspective. theological perspective. Do I have to admit and know every, every single, single one? one? No, I don't even know all my sins. Yeah. You know, but the main lifestyle I live. You know, if I am a drunkard, yes, I, I think I have to get to a place where I admit. This is part of my sinfulness. But theologically accurately, I I think we have to acknowledge the fact that we are no, my lifestyle, who I am, the core of my being I'm not good enough. is sinful. Yeah. Is is anti-God. It's against God. And thank you. That's why Jesus came for me. Now how that fleshes so, how out. How that fleshes and... out. I mean, there are things I still do today that I'm not aware they're a sin. Mm-hmm. I'm not I, I'm just not aware of that it's a sin. Most of those are probably of omission more than commission, mm-hmm. but uh, I would think generally somebody living in a homosexual lifestyle, if you want to be with God, they feel the pressure, I have to justify my lifestyle to be right with God. If they only knew, no, you don't. You don't have to justify your life. You can't twist it to say God's okay with this. But I can't twist my lust to say, God, you're okay with this lust. You don't know. Right. Or my my drunkenness or whatever my issues are. Mm-hmm. I can't twist it to say, God's okay with this. No, God is not okay with this. That's why I need Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what would either of you say? I have my own opinion about this. But do you think a big push that started with the gay community, but has really transitioned over to the transgender movement a lot that I hear all the time now is I was born this way. Mm-hmm. I've known from an early age, I was in the wrong body. Uh, this is something that was different about me. Just personally, where do you sit on that? And then maybe a follow-up question. How does that, does that change anything for yeah. the sin issue. And the whole nature-nurture thing has been a, a, a battle or a, or a discussion for many, many, many lifestyle things. You know, a, a, a mass murderer. You know, is it nature? Was you born that way? Or mm-hmm. is it nurture? You know, is it environmental? And uh, I, I think that both are true. I was born as a male uh, with a, a, a bent to lust. A bent to have sex with women. Mm-hmm. And I know that's always been there. And part of the part of the nurturing, part of the environment I've grown up in would also enhance that. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a very like sexual sex, yeah. drive. So that can have I, I think I think our environment has more to do with how we all grown up. I mean, every single person you can trace back. Most of our behaviors are learned behaviors. Yeah. If you were brought up in the Middle East, you would think cutting off a baby's head 
is the right thing to do because of your cause. We should specify. Okay. Yeah, you got to really clarify There's a lot that. of people in the Middle East who don't no, think that. If but you were, if you're a part of Hamas, if yes. you're a part of, you know, kind of in current events. If you're stuff, raising that extremist. Yeah, then that's natural for you because you're, you're created that way. But we all have these evil desires and bents. We all do. But our, our environment probably has more to do with how we turn out than anything else. I know I've watched my own. I have four children. One of my sons in particular had this thing where if I can't compete, I'm not going to. I'll go the other way. And, and that's just one thing. There's so many elements, too. And, and I wonder how much of our growing up have we been influenced by, well, I'm not like other men, therefore I must not be a man, is not a good argument. It's just that, you know, I, I don't feel like other people see, you know, and... I mean, this is very complicated. It goes, but but I think people who are struggling with this. For them, it's so real. It's hard for them to hear that. I know you feel that way. If I told you how I felt, you would be blown away, and you'd think I'm the worst person in the world. You know, yeah. Um, how things I've thought about, things I've felt, things I would do if I lived in a closed world that nobody would find out. That doesn't mean I should. It doesn't mean, I mean, especially for me. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right. And I, I feel bad for, more than anybody, the, the transgender community, I feel bad for. Because I, I was young once, and I know how we battle with, I don't measure up, I don't fit in. I, do, I, yeah. I get all that, you know. The problem is, as you grow, you can overcome that stuff. And, and there's just some things. Yeah. And I actually, that community looks at Christianity and say, I don't understand some things. Let's take religion out of it completely. There are just certain things in the gay community, especially in the trans community, that they got to calm down and not be mad at everybody because, come on, just in a, in a regular world, just growing up, you know, naturally, that is unnatural behavior that give us a minute to, like, you know... Hey, if I see somebody, I'm 63 years old. I have not seen a lot of people with uh, a purple hair wearing a polka dot uh, suit carrying. A, I mean, I haven't. When when we see something that is so out of natural norm, norm, yeah. we stare or we uh, give us a break. You know, I mean, honestly, give so, give us a little grace and patience yeah exactly like hey you've never seen that before neither have i it's a little shocking so don't condemn me for saying man are you a boy or a girl are you just calm down you know yeah um, because they're on the defense but uh your right to attack us is no more justified than our right to attack you yeah but to be caught off guard that's natural that if you saw somebody walking down the street with an alligator head, you'd look twice, you'd stare, and you'd talk about it. Right. You know, so let's just calm down. Should never condemn. Never. Never, ever, if no you're matter human, how. You, 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 by God, we're commanded to love you. You are God's creation yeah. and more special than any of all other creations. You are valuable in God's sight. We are to love you and embrace you and, you know, just not, not your behaviors yeah i th i think to piggyback off what you said i don't know where you guys sit on this but i'm personally 100 fine with the possibility that somebody 
could legitimately be born gay. Like, mm. I, I'm not going to argue it. Huh. I just believe I could see how that could be completely a nature thing. Just yes. give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? Um, there's people born without arms and yeah. people born with Down syndrome. Like, all these different and things. And I know most males are <clears throat> born with a very strong sex drive that yeah. is, is very wrong in God's eyes. Right. And so I think sometimes what happens is somebody from the gay community genuinely and authentically, as far as they know how, mm-hmm. says, no, I was born this way. Yeah. To make that a sticking point. Well, no, you're not. Like, that That to me is like a, a non-factor that to me is at a non- this I don't point care. of the conversation. I mean, that's like, a non-factor. Yeah. Why do Christians seem to make an issue that's number 3,000 mm-hmm. down the line? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what really matters first. And I remember but again, to be fair... Most, and I don't have a figure, but most people, it's probably more environmental than it is. I was born that way. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that, but there's not some that. Sure, are. but I remember you saying this. I think it was about a year ago. Maybe it was even on a, the first season of the show. But something can be a reason for, but not, not an, an excuse. excuse for. Yes, and that's where I think I'm glad you brought up the whole like lust thing because that's where I always go in my mind is like. Maybe you were born that way, because I know I was born that mm-hmm. with whatever way sort of thing. Doesn't give you permission to be a rutting animal. Yes, you know, it and doesn't just, make it, no. it a right thing to do. Right. It's a reason that mm-hmm. I, I was, am that way. I was way. born greedy. Doesn't yeah. mean I should just steal money. Yep. And, you know. and that's where I think some of the some of the difference is. So, And even if I stole money, I could still be saved. Jesus died for me because I can't overcome that. Only if you sold within the first four days. Okay, see, that's that's where Christianity got it wrong. And you got a lot of heat when you publicly came out and said you can be gay and be a Christian. But you're not, because some churches are very, you can be a Christian and be gay. But they're embracing the gay lifestyle as it's not a sin. Never once. See, say you're that. not saying no, that. No, 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 no. Yeah. The it's gay very lifestyle clear. is no different than the alcoholic lifestyle yep. or the greedy lifestyle or the you know slave lifestyle. Whatever. It's all sin. But that's why Jesus died, and we can all know God. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I. How? What do you think is? Maybe you alluded to this a little bit earlier, but. Like, how in the world, from a Christian perspective, I would hope that every Christian's heart is to try and reach and draw as many people as we can into a growing relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I realize that's not the world we live in, but I still think it should be the hope. Well, I, and what I do, I, I struggle with and I don't quite understand is how we call ourselves Christians, yet that is not the priority as Christians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, Hang on a sec. We got to really back up. If we're condemning people, if we're putting yeah. up signs out of every you know place that we can find funerals, like, yeah, like you know that to me, I think we need to really analyze. Okay, let's back up. What does a Christian look like then? Right? Mm-hmm. Describe what it looks like. And if and I would, I'd love to hear your opinion on this. If Jesus came back today, mm-hmm. just for a day, he's gonna you know not gonna you know uh, you know. Um, that's probably more soon than you think. But anyway. <laughs> just for a day. Not a, Another not, topic. Not eternity. Just for a day, just mm-hmm. to check in on mm-hmm. <laughs> Physically with people. I wonder who he'd be most upset with. Um, oh, I know for sure. I know because of his past. His yeah. character yeah. hasn't changed. We right. know who he's going to be upset with. Right. And But as Christians, it's a pretty easy answer. Yeah. 
Yet we have so many who don't understand that, and they continue to condemn. They continue to. I'm convinced there would be millions of Christians who would be butthurt yes. that Jesus didn't visit their church, and instead he went and hung out at the gay pride parade. Amen. Amen. Because we know. I would say this. That's what he did. Jesus would be most upset at those people, Christian or not, who think that they are righteous because of how they live. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That is That's what would make distinction. him mad. <clears throat> if you think you're righteous, you're right with God because of how you live, Jesus basically doesn't have much time for you. No. Mm-hmm. So but call you if out you on admit, it. hey, guess what? I am not even close to God. I'm not like God. Those are the ones he came to love yeah. and accept and bring into a relationship with God. And that's what I would hope everybody, but today specifically mm-hmm. we're talking about mm-hmm. the LGBTQ plus community. I would hope yeah. everybody would truly understand that at the core. Mm-hmm. More and more as I see uh, the world events, and, and it goes deep into things of not just financial, not just military, not just confusion, not world leaders, not this you know whole world being a one one neighborhood this total control of worshiping different things anyway in light of everything today god might not say this but i would personally say i don't care how you live mm-hmm. you need jesus christ put your trust in what he did for you to know god i mean honestly i don't care how you live mm-hmm. god cares cuz he loves you more than i do but uh anything just you know, worry about your lifestyle later. That's second. That's ten thousand miles behind this. No one is going to see God without believing what Jesus did for them to take their place, to the, their shortcomings, to to make them right with God by His sacrifice, not by our behavior yeah. living. I will. I know this. I I was a sinner before I put my faith in Jesus. I am still a sinner, and until I see God face to face, I will be a sinner. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did. Amen. Why is that so hard to understand? Wow, sorry. I feel like um, if there's anything the gay community or pick any other should hear from Christians, isn't it that? Shouldn't it be that? I often, and I say this tongue-in-cheek, I often think, Man, is there a book I totally forgot to read in the Bible? <laughs> like spell some of these things out. It says I'm I, supposed to be a jerk to people. Yeah, because I've yet to find it, and so it kind of <laughs> conflict with some of the funny, other evidence. The funniest thing is, is why do Christians condemn non-Christians for acting like non-Christians? Hey, oh, that's a great point. Which I mean, why do Christians about, yeah. condemn anybody? Period. But specifically, but yeah, yeah. Like what? Why would you be upset with somebody for not adhering to a set of beliefs and values and lifestyles that they don't adhere to said? Like, right. What yep. in the world? The a, a, uh, I know you've mentioned this before in a, uh, some personal relationships you've had with family members of like, oh, my gosh, can you believe so-and-so is living with their boyfriend or gay or whatever? And like, yeah. hey, are they a Christian? Yeah. Because if not... Nothing else matters in view of eternity, Mm -hmm. the reality of heaven and hell, our ability to be with God right now and forever. Like, I'm I'm just so frustrated that Christians have turned this homosexuality thing into a barrier Jesus died for. Yeah, let me let me bring in another another angle. 
and that is a, a Christian general Christian belief is because the Bible talks about it, but I don't think people understand it, that you have to turn from your sin before. And I think this comes a lot from the Christian message today to the gay community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to turn from your sin Repent. to be a Christian. Yeah. You have to turn you from your sin to put your faith in Jesus. And I totally, I know for a fact that's completely wrong. You, cause you, why? Because it's impossible. Right. If I could turn from my sin, I wouldn't need Jesus, right? Yeah. If I could turn and be right, I would be... I believe that whole repent message, clearly to Jews from the very first message Peter ever preached, it is we have to turn from whatever we're trusting in to be right with God to Jesus. Turn, repent from what you're trusting in to think you're a Christian, think you're right with God, think you're righteous, because whatever it is is wrong, and unless you turn from that, you can't be a Christian. So when it comes to homosexuals, I'm trusting that this is not a sin, and therefore I'm right with God. Yep, you have to turn it's from It's not that. stop doing that thing. No. That's something that God can work on later in your relationship uh, you with You may him. never be able to turn from your homosexual behavior. Well, on your own, yeah. you won't. Y yeah. So we need to turn to Jesus makes me right with God, where I can experience him and his power is the yeah. only hope I have of knowing God and being in heaven, but also if there is any revelation of sin, if there is any, you know, making me a better person, it's only going to be God doing it through me. Yeah. This idea of turning from your sin, and I think this is where the people got mad at you from because they don't understand the concept of, well, you can't be a Christian if you don't turn from sin. Then there wouldn't be a Christian. <laughs> there are no Christians. There then. are no Christians. Yeah. You can't turn from sin. Self-righteousness makes me want to throw up. But you have to turn from false belief. You have to. You can't. There's you not. You have to admit you need a savior. Yes. Right. Which yep. is where. That's the only requirement. Even to religious people. Some people believe I'm right with God because I was baptized as a kid, mm. as an infant. Hey, you have to. It. If you don't turn from that and say I'm right with God because of Jesus, I don't care how you live. Yeah. You can't be right with God. Yeah. We <sighs> have. Pissed you? off every group of people I was, in the I, world. So you were just gonna ask, what were you gonna say? Yeah, is actually exactly. <laughs> just about we've to ticked say, everybody off. We uh, we're really really good on this podcast of pissing other Christians off. I think we're really good at that. You know, but we don't want to condemn no, no. them either. It's, I know, I know that, but I'm just I, I, think, I think because it's an we can be good at pissing off religious people. Yes, that, oh, and sure. I don't want to. I don't want. This is not meant to defend myself, but um, I take that cue from the person I choose to try Amen. and take all the rest of my cues from life from. Amen. Jesus was super good at pissing religious people and didn't even apologize for it. Yeah. You whitewashed brood of vipers would be like saying, you MFing peace. I mean, the worst things we can possibly think yeah. of in our language today, Jesus unashamedly called religious people who were confident in their own ability to be good yeah. Yeah. and basically gave them the middle finger. Religious people, they actually thought their behavior made them right with God. Yeah. Yeah, the arrogance. So let, let me ask, I think we did this on a previous episode this season, but if you could say one thing to people on both sides of this issue, so homosexual people and self-righteous Christians, what would you say to either one? You got one minute to talk, 
open camera, open mic, what would you say? Mine will be super clear because I think it'll, it'll go to Kevin's much nicer. He's much better at articulating it. But I really hope that all people involved would understand the difference between somebody being able to, uh, to being a Christian and putting their faith in Jesus and um, getting on our high horse on, on either side and talk about how my lifestyle is the way to live. If you don't live this way, then we cannot talk. We cannot be friends. We can't even be in the same uh, you know, organization of being a Christian, whatever you yeah. want to call it, lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so I would just hope that we could get to the point where people really open their eyes and understand mm -hmm. what that actually means and, and the importance of what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. I would clearly say to uh, the self-righteous people, Christian people who think their behavior changes them, I, I would clearly say this to just realize and understand what Jesus said, that if you think your behavior makes you right with God, then Jesus died for nothing. Think about that one. Mm -hmm. And to the gay community, I would say this. If you think you're not sinning, you need to rethink it. But you need to rethink it with this understanding. Jesus came to rescue sinful people. And the Apostle Paul said, who I am the chief. So guess what? Homosexuality is not the biggest sin. Mm -hmm. The Apostle Paul did the biggest sin. Mm -hmm. And and you know what? He was saved because of what Jesus did. He never lived a perfect life. He even confessed in his own writings that I still do the things I don't want to do. And I, and I don't do the things that I really want to do. And hey, you know what? He must have been a baby Christian at that point. Yeah, though. it's ridiculous. But anyway, it's that, <laughs> that would clear. Really hurt you. <laughs> it's that clear. If you could be right with God, Jesus died for nothing. And there's no sin so great that Jesus didn't come to overcome it. And we will never live to sinless perfection. Thank God for Jesus. Yeah. I feel like I would say to the, uh, the LGBT community, uh, you have a heavenly father who desires nothing more than a relationship with you. And to not push away from discovering that relationship because of the poor example of Christians. And I would say to Christians, uh, Jesus said, by your love, people will know you're my disciples. I think if, uh, if you really want Christianity to be more of an influence in this world and to be a bigger proponent of Christianity, Jesus told us how to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think real Christianity, loving people because God first loved us, is the most attractive thing in the world. And I think it's so reverse of what most people think of Christians. Yeah. Get that in it, but next we have another one. What does love look like? Ooh, we should. We'll do another episode. What does love, because you say, you know, and I know love covers all that, yeah. but yeah. we should talk about what, what does, love, does love look like when it comes to a Christian and the gay community or, or anything. Or, or anything. Yeah. Do you want to do that next? I, I mean, not care. today, but just no, the next episode? I, I don't care. Well, okay. You choose. <laughs> okay, I show up. <laughs> I'll decide when we want to do it. Yeah. Anybody want to adjust their scores? It no, was awesome. Uh, no, I would ditto it, man. This it's... is a great cocktail, yep. love and murder. Uh, interestingly, maybe that, I think that fits pretty well with the topic we talked about today. <laughs> Thank you, right? And love and murder. Wow. So uh, <laughs> if you want to know how to make it, we definitely recommend it. Head our website up or follow us on the socials at Let's Drink Think. Thanks for tuning in. If you have... Uh, if you have questions about this topic or any other that we've talked about or maybe something that you want us to talk about, send us an email to hello at Let's Drink and Think. Um, I think if you listen on Spotify, you can actually leave us a voice message. So we'll kind of listen to those and respond. We'd love to kind of have a 
This is mostly a one-way conversation, but we're not opposed to making it a two-way. So appreciate you sticking around, and uh, we'll catch you on next week's episode.